Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Tosh Taylor. And I'm Jenna Morton. And today we are diving into one of our favorite topics, books. Oh yeah, but more specifically, we're going to be talking about New Brunswick authors, New Brunswick books, and I'm excited, so let's get started. Yes, and specifically today, I pulled out a bunch of books from our shelf that are tied to kind of that, I would say, 10 to 12 year old reading audience. They're perfect for any age. Like these are books that I have read and absolutely love. And so they work really well as like a family read along or if you're looking for something just to really kind of, yeah, entice those kids that are in that middle range. You know, we've talked, our kids are around those ages mm -hmm. now and getting them to read when they're little wasn't a big struggle. As they get older, they get in this weird zone where like books aren't quite there's not enough books written for that age category. Yeah, absolutely. That's what and I'm trying to and say. It, it is, it's hard to, to keep their attention. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that my 10 year old, uh, she is reading the Harry Potter series, but the books are this big. So, you know, she'll read a chapter or two, take a break, but she goes to graphic novels, I find, mm -hmm. more than not, but she'll read a graphic novel in 30 minutes, like I think most kids do, right? Mm -hmm. Like they can whip right through them. Yeah, and they're great. It's mm -hmm. wonderful that they're reading. Yes. It's just that you go through them so quickly that you're like, ah, we need something else. And so one of those things that can really help draw, I think, kids in, it certainly draws me in, is when the story is local. Mm -hmm. uh, so the first one we're going to talk about is a book that we have talked about a little bit on the show before, Chocolate River Rescue, which, of course, obviously by its title, set right here in the Greater Moncton <laughs> area with the Chocolate River as kind of the main character, really, in the story. <laughs> because what happens is uh, a group of young kids actually end up on an ice floe going down the river and need to be rescued. So there's a lot of, you know, that kind of nice attention in the book. It's really well written. The story is based on something that actually happened. That was my next question. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and what I really, really love about this and what we've talked about once before, I think, on the show is the fact that there's an audiobook version of this. And so what my family did when the kids were a little bit younger, um, we listened to the book as we drove along the river from like all the way from Alma up to Riverview. Love it. Fantastic. Because my kids are like, wait, no, but they're talking about like right here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Not only is it a good story, it's a good story set right here where you can look at the river. Yeah. You can physically see it, which I, I think that's yeah. really cool. Also, super dangerous kids stay away yes. from the river. Yes. There's a lot of good <laughs> life lessons in yeah. the book. <laughs> And if you enjoy Chocolate River Rescue, then you will enjoy, oh, I have it upside down there, uh, White Cave Escape is the follow-up book. So it, it takes place uh, in the same general area and with the same group of kids. This one, I don't believe, is based on something that actually happened. I believe okay. this one is completely fictional. Um, just going to scan yeah, the back I'm there. Scanning the back yeah. there, Jennifer. I'm sure Jennifer McGrath can uh, reach out and let me know if I'm wrong about well, yeah, that. Because Jennifer McGrath <laughs> is a Moncton-based author. Yes. Oh, yeah. And she's still writing. She's putting out fantastic books. A lot of her more recent books are little kid kind of books. She's got a wonderful one that just came out about uh, pugs and traffic jams. <gasps> I'm in. Oh, my goodness. And a couple <laughs> years ago, uh, The Snow Knows, this beautiful illustrated children's book about a, a fox. Oh, it's just absolutely gorgeous. She's Gadzooks, The Christmas Goose. Oh so my. many fantastic books. You should have all of her books on yourself. <laughs> if Whether or not you have children, if you live in New Brunswick, you should have all her that's books. That's true. Support local. That's yes. the most important thing. Yes. <laughs> that, that's a whole other conversation that we've also had before that we could spend <laughs> an entire episode on again. But we're going to talk about books. So I'm going to move on to the next set of books. Yeah, here. these are neat looking. These are, these are some of my favorites. Oh, I've got them backwards because it 
if you're holding them this way, they're in order. So first comes Wear Duck. Wear Duck. Wear Duck. <laughs> uh, the sequel to Wear Duck is Cure for Wear Duck and the Wear Duck Code. <laughs> so these books are very close to my heart because they're written by Dave Atkinson, who is a friend of mine. Oh, no way. Dave is just, he's the best in so many ways. My husband keeps saying, uh, if they ever want to do like a reboot of the Vinyl Cafe, Dave Atkinson should be the host because he has done books. He, I have seen him do musical performances. He has a podcast out now that's like a, a it's a D&D adventure. It's just, he's brilliant. So <laughs> he's so good. Off camera, you were telling me that you were the kid that used to write to authors that yes. you really loved when you were younger. Is that how you became friends with Dave? Or? Uh, no, Dave, <laughs> Dave and I used to work together. Dave, oh, neat. This is Dave from down the hall. <laughs> Dave at the office down the hall. Uh, we were both uh, journalists at CBC. Okay, cool. Um, and yeah, Dave has three kids and a lovely wife. They live in PEI now, uh, but they did for a brief time live in New Brunswick and Dave was kind enough to set the Wear Duck trilogy mostly here in New Brunswick, which is what some of these tabs are. I was uh, pointing out to my children, if you're looking uh, at the video of this, you'll see the tabs in the books. Uh, so in the original book, Wear Duck, of the trilogy on page uh, 18, I'm like, oh dear, I think I need to get glasses. <laughs> page 18, there we go. Uh, you'll see that uh, Dirk is talking about uh, a little thing called the McNeil Morton Report. It's you! So Dave wrote this around the time of our wedding. No and he way. thought our names worked so well together. It's actually the name of a, yeah, a government report that had come out that's part of the, the storyline of the book. But the McNeil Morton Report. Um, and there's a shout out to Boundary Creek in here as oh well. Oh my God, so. you're famous! <laughs> I love it! Anyway, <laughs> if you have kids who are into kind of a little bit of supernatural that's not scary, mm. Wear Duck is really fun. It's also great if you've got kids who are kind of going into that puberty phase. It, it's not overly like, it's not, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. <laughs> but it, it hits some of those kind of points as well. And they're just, they're so fun. I like so it. Fun. I mean, if you can yeah. come up with a name like Wear Duck on your own, they've got to be good. Oh, yeah. And they're just so many good things about those books. So many good things. Okay, what else do you have there? Because this, Ooh, do we want to yes. go to this one? Because this is sure. a beautiful, it's called The Frame yes. Up. This is one of the most beautiful books. There is another version of it out there with a different cover mm. that I think is meant to appeal more to what people like to see on covers right now. And I'm just like, oh, please do yourself the favor and get this beautiful hardcover version with this dust jacket that has this beautiful gilded frame around mm. it. So this is a book by Wendy McLeod McKnight, who I only kind of discovered uh, last year. I think she put on a workshop here in Moncton through the Fry Festival. Um, she has a couple books out, but this one just captured my heart. Mm. Oh my goodness, she's lovely. And her work is fantastic. But this one in particular, the frame up, uh, on the back here, there's this beautiful portrait of a young woman. So this is a portrait that actually hangs in the Beaver Book Art Gallery. No way, okay. In Fredericton. Huh. And the story is about how the paintings come to life. That's the paintings cool. come to life when people are not there, right? Which, like, tale as old as time, but yep. also just so curious and thoughtful. And think of all these things that these different characters and these paintings here in New Brunswick could do. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there's a whole storyline that draws in 
the young boy who's the curator's son, and there's a mystery, and it just it hits so many points. It's so well written, and it's just these beautiful images of all these paintings that you can then go to the Beaverbrook Art Gallery in Fredericton and walk through and look at. Which again, like when you have that touchstone of a local place or a local thing that you can tie in, like what a great book to read, you know, with your family over the next couple of weeks, and then over March break, right? Go visit the art gallery, or you know, read this over the course of the year and make that part of you know a summer getaway that you're going to go up and go to the gallery. And you know, sometimes kids are into that idea. Sometimes uh, there have been times when my kids have been okay with going to the art gallery. There have been times when I got the oh, that sounds so boring, kind of <laughs> faces. Yeah, but if it'd be like, hey, are we going to go see that painting mm -hmm. in the story? Oh, yeah, because it's a really great story. Um, like I said, she's, there's another one called uh, Copycat, which also has a really kind of neat, fancy, fan, fantastical, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Um, so if you have a kid who in, who likes that kind of like touch of supernatural that's not scary, mm. definitely look up Wendy McLeod McKnight's books. Okay. Yeah. All right, and just you just you want that on yourself. It's just beautiful, and well, that too. Yeah. Aesthetically, it's amazing. It's gorgeous. So, how many? Yeah. I have to ask. You said you've read them all, mm -hmm. but your kids and your oldest, I know, is a big reader. So, how many has Clara devoured of these? Of these, maybe about half of them. Okay, because she is kind of stuck in that like. I'd rather just go with a graphic novel that looks too big. It is a big book. That's why I was it asking. It is, but yeah. like, so this version of the frame up, there are uh, there's a couple panels in it where it like <sighs> nice. it shows you the paintings that she's talking about. Mm -hmm. So things like that help draw in the interest when you have someone who's a little reticent to to dive in. Yeah, and you can go back and reference. I still, yeah. as a forty year old, love doing that in a book. I like to go back and reference, even if they like put a family tree at the beginning oh, of the book yeah. or whatever. Yeah, nice little it's, map. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like just kind of keeps you there. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, who's next? All right. Uh, over here we have Real Nason's The Town That Drowned. So Real, again, another fantastic New Brunswick author who has books for little kids, books for older kids, books for grown-ups. Um, this one just, oh, it was so captivating. So she won the Commonwealth Book Prize in Canada and Europe for this one. And it's, it's just, it's sort of based on when they built a dam and what happened in New Brunswick, but not really. Okay. But it, it's just enough that you can you could make those historical connections with New Brunswick and things that have happened here in the past, or you can just read it as it is and mm -hmm. not really dive into all of that. Um, I think it's just, again, there's so many neat little moments in this book in terms of how the characters interact and you know what's happening with this girl as she's kind of in that young adult stage, but that is very, Family friendly, you could read it with, you know, kind of any group. Um, I, I don't want to give things away. Oh, yeah, I'm, I so, I'm so, <laughs> I want to tell you everything about the book and I want to tell you nothing about the book. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I'm going to go with the nothing, it's, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah, this, so this was originally published in 2011. Hmm. Yeah, 2011. This is the anniversary edition that I picked up. Um, so, because I wasn't, well, I guess I was living here when it came out. Oh, you were in the depths of babies I was, then. Yeah, I was yeah. just getting into babies. I wasn't quite thinking about what they were going to be reading as young adults yet. Um, other than books that I had 
read and saved. Mm -hmm. and still, they're on my shelf, and I'm slowly getting rid of because they're not reading them now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's a whole other topic. Yeah. Um, but I really, as someone who didn't grow up in New Brunswick, I really enjoyed reading The Town That Drowned because it gave me a little bit of insight of what it might have been like to have uh, grown up here, you know, maybe uh, 10, 15, 20 years older than Check. I am kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, there's this little bit of a hint of supernatural, wow. but not, it's more kind of a like visionary mm -hmm. type thing. And, you know, is this really a vision of the future and what's happening? Um, so again, it, it ties into that interest, but not in a scary, ghosty, you know, werewolf, even duck, even though it's werewolf type, it's not scary. Right. Because I think... That's something I know for all three of my kids right now. They like that idea of, I want something that's a bit of a thriller, a bit of a mystery, mm -hmm. a bit supernatural, but it can't actually be scary. Right. And it can't actually be like a real murder mystery, even though that's what they think they want. <laughs> well, like, well, remember us at their age? We would have just been getting into like Fear Street. Mm -hmm. And um, Christopher which, Pike and R.L. Stein. Oh, Christopher Pike. This oh. is what I have stacks of still <laughs> yeah. on my bookshelf at yeah. home. Um, but that, it's a little, those books are skewed a little bit older a little bit, yeah. than these. So this is perfect if you, yeah, have a reader who's not ready for scary things, but wants a little bit of a, a, a storyline along that, you're going to find it it's in not quite like all goosebumps. of these. goosebumps. No. My oldest even finds goosebumps too freaky for her yet. Like that's... Yeah, and yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. She doesn't need to read them. Yeah, no, no, but yeah, something like the frame up, like it, there is that intrigue, mm -hmm. and there's yeah, a bit of supernatural, but it's not as gory or scary as some of those books that were really popular when we were younger. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, you've got one last book on the pile yes. here. Yes. So who do we have? So this one is the Lookout Tree, the English translation of it, uh, by Dan Diane Carmelagier. Uh, she's got a, several books, and and again, I'm Anglophone. I can't read French, so I know there's a lot of really great French books about New Brunswick yeah, as oh, well by yeah. New Brunswick authors. Mm -hmm. um, there's a really great series of very like the ones about um, the the lake monster and UFOs, and there, there's a whole series that are just looks super fun. They're beyond me yeah. <laughs> to read. <laughs> I'm sorry to say they are also perfect for this age group. But so. our kids would be able to read them. So. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So they have been. They have been uh, starting to. I've been trying to get some of those in. Um, but uh, Nimbus Publishing has uh, English versions of a few of Diane's books. Who also has some really great um, picture books for little kids as well. Oh, cool. Uh, there's one called My Two Grandmothers. That's really sweet. Uh, but what I really like about, so The Lookout Tree, and there's also um, Piao's Potato Present, which I forgot to grab off the shelf. Uh, talk about the Acadian expulsion and everything that really did happen here with New Brunswick history. And it's a really, I think it's a really great historical read, a really important read, mm -hmm. but told in such a wonderful way for that early reader group. But it's also, again, for someone, especially like, you know, you and I, neither of us grew up in New Brunswick, yep. although even my husband and your husband who grew up here didn't get as much or didn't retain as much as they should have from what they might have learned. Reading books like this, even as an adult, I was like, oh, okay, I'm starting to get a broader sense of what happened and the intricacies of things. Um, 
yeah, I just, there's so much about what happened with the Acadian population mm -hmm. in New Brunswick that really does read like the most historical fantasy fictional it, it boggles the mind that it all actually happened yep. I, I have to agree with you there and I'm, yeah. I'm just going to throw in that if you do want to learn more about the expulsion we know that there's a really great um, expedition ex exhibit exhibit at uh, the Albert County Museum so when they open back up for the season which I think is mm. May long weekend uh, you should really go down and check it out again like you were just saying my husband is even raised by an Acadian mother and doesn't know enough about the expulsion so uh, it's definitely worth going and learning as much as you possibly can if you can pick up some some books mm -hmm. along the way uh, it's a fabulous idea well it, it's one of those great things like if you can read the book as a family mm -hmm. whether again that's you know everyone reading it individually or reading it out loud together if you could do that and then go see you know that display, you could go to, you know, the the, the Acadia Museum at University of the Moncton. Right. You can, you know, there's so many sites around the province that if you, you know, curl up cozy over the rest of this winter, read some of these books, and then plan some of your family day trips this mm -hmm. summer to see some of these places, it really, it helps embed those memories and embed those stories and really help you make those connections with this place. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, something I want to bring back around full circle, you started the show by talking about how you guys listened to the audiobook of the Chocolate River Rescue while you drove around uh, the Petakodiak River. And something really cool that New Brunswick does, and I know we've brought it up on the show before, but I think it's really important to talk mm. about how amazing our library system is in this province. It's all interconnected. So you could borrow a book in St. John and return it in Moncton, borrow a book in Bathurst and return it in St. John, whatever mm. it may be. Uh, but they also have a really cool app. Uh, it's called the Libby app, and I have it on my phone. My so kids, do I. Yeah, <laughs> my kids each have it on their tablet. And you can not only borrow books that way and read them like an e-reader, they also have audiobooks. Yes. And they're free. Yeah. I love it's, it. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> yes. I would say the, the only thing that would make it better was if there was more of the... Yes. <laughs> there, there's, yes. You know, the, it's a weird thing how these systems work that there are still it's it's still a library there's still only so many people that can take the same audiobook out of the mm -hmm. app at the same time um, but you can put a hold on things and you can yeah. you know get on the list and you'll get the notification will pop up you know your item is ready and uh, so yeah all you have to do is have a library card which is you know free for anyone to get right. head to any of the local libraries and we are really really lucky that there are so many um, accessible in this area if you're in the greater Moncton area you know there's a library in Sussex and Memram Cook and Dieppe and Moncton and Riverview that mm -hmm. you know you don't have to you know have access to vehicle you know you can get to the places on public transit yep. get your library card and then use the app then you don't have to worry about being able to travel back and forth as well it makes it much more accessible in that sense which is just fantastic yeah yeah no it's really neat uh, to even watch your kids devour this app uh, my youngest who isn't an avid reader um, she what did she pull out last night and she was reading to us it's dr. Seuss it's the polka dot one where he wants to go to the zoo but ends up at the circus do you know what I'm talking about he's like a, he wants to be a part of the zoo and he can change the color of his spots <laughs> anyway I can't remember the name of it but it was so cool to see a book that I had as a kid 
And then she's that's the one she chose to pull up and read. So I will for sure be checking mm -hmm. out some of these New Brunswick based books. The yes. Wear Duck, I'm digging that idea, and I think so that my fun. ten year old will jump on board with that. Oh, I think she really will. Fast. I think yeah. she, I think she will really be yes a Wear Duck fan because I know just enough of her tastes yeah. that I think that will be a perfect fit. Um, and the other thing I was just going to mention, mm -hmm. you know, just as a quick aside, it's not about books necessarily because some people that it's just not going to be your thing. Um, last night, my daughter and I sat and watched about, oh, at least half an hour's worth of Heritage Minutes. You can find them all online. And, some, and what made me think of it, too, is one of the newer ones that was done just a few years ago is about the expulsion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there were quite a few that touched on things in the Maritimes, but also in general. And they'd been watching them at school. And really? I was sharing about the fact that years ago, a friend of mine, um, Rob, who used to work with Dave and I <laughs> down the hall, uh, we had to drive about two hours back from something that we were covering, and that was our drive back. Oh was we just mm -hmm. went back and forth with Heritage <laughs> Minutes like one-liners to see how many of them we could remember, and we did quite well. And probably a lot of that more credit goes to Rob because he's got just an incredible memory. Um, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun, and so Claire and I started doing that last night. And we were saying this as my husband came in from work, and he just like jumped right into he, the conversation and like belted out yeah. one of the lines. You both know I cannot read a word. <laughs> like, yes, that's exactly the one we're talking about. So, yes, if you need a good dose of Canadian history in a fun way, yeah, yeah, go look up the Heritage Minutes. You can find them uh, on YouTube, or you can find them directly on. Uh, uh, I think it's historica.ca, but I could be wrong on that. It's funny how something that, as a kid, annoyed the heck out of you, <laughs> but it's burned into all of our brains, so it obviously did the, the work, oh, right? They're fantastic. I, I, I would love to sit down now, actually, and, oh and my watch goodness, a few of them. There's, yeah. there's so many. It, it, I, I stopped us after about half an hour. I was like, yeah, I know we should probably do something else for a while, but <laughs> they're there. And they do still air in rotation, which is fantastic. And I loved to hear that they were watching them in school and talking about them because I think there's so much about that shared moment of how during our childhood, you know, you didn't have YouTube. Everyone watched the mm -hmm. same three channels on TV, mm -hmm. so everyone got the same ads. So everyone knew these. They were these touchstones that... Uh, you know, we're, we're missing some of that now, so to see it come across in different ways is really neat. And I think that's also what we need when it comes to books. You know, having kids read something in class is one thing, because it is a shared experience, but it's mm -hmm. not quite the same, because then it's work for class or whatever. But I'm like, I want, like, a book club for all of us in New Brunswick that's like, okay, this is the book that we all need to read so that we can all have this shared experience of reading it and talking about it at the same time. And I know there have been times when that has happened mm. in different communities, and I'm just I'm putting the call out there. I don't have the time to organize another thing, but please, <laughs> someone, can we have another New Brunswick book club, please? I mean, we, it, I don't know. I find when you live somewhere, you assume there's no other people that, like, there can't possibly be authors in New Brunswick. I live here. I mean, this is you such know a tiny sample of right? this. is, like, yeah. just in this tiny, like, writing for this age group. And that's not even all of them. Yeah, exactly. So many options. It's it's very cool. So um, 
this week when the show goes out, Jenna will have a few links, yes. and I'm just putting her on the spot here. Oh, of course. And her blog post, she's going to have some links where you can find these books. Yes. And uh, in the meantime, we want to thank you for watching the show. And if you want to start a book club, let us know. Yes, yeah. And if you have other suggestions, drop them mm -hmm. in the comments. And please, yes, we love we love when people interact like that. We had yes. some great responses from last week's show. So if you haven't listened or watched that, uh, click back and go uh, take care of that and join in the conversation there too. We'll see you next week.